Hi, I'm David. And I'm Erin. And this is the Travel Bros. So before we start up this episode, we have an important message. Our sponsor for today is Podscribe. Podscribe makes it easy to transcribe any of your podcast episodes. So if you want to have your podcast transcribed, Podscribe is for you. They made it so easy for us, and we will get an email within just 30 minutes of uploading our episode. Podscribe can also embed the transcript onto your website. If you have a podcast or you'd like to start one, we would highly encourage you to use Podscribe. So if you say you came from the Travel Bros and you sign on for one year, you'll receive your entire backlog transcribed. So it's very important. And don't forget to say that you came from the Travel Bros. You can check out Podscribe's website simply by typing podscribe.ai into any search engine. So thank you so much, Podscribe, for helping us with our transcripts. So Aaron, we, as you of course know, we are doing an episode about Greece today. Um, It is another... um, gorgeous country in Europe. So, Erin? Absolutely. So let's just get started with our fun fact for today. So as many of you know, Greece has a great and rich history. From ancient Greek mythology to the incredible architecture, there is no place like it. Many call Greece the ancient land due to the historical armies and crowds in the area. Yeah, so Greece is just a gorgeous place. I've actually been there um, and it, Aaron, that is definitely true. It has so much rich history. And it, at the same time, not only is there so much history, but it's just a beautiful place we can go do and see a lot of stuff. So we're going to start off by saying that I, um, I visited to Italy on a cruise. And so the first place that I'm going to be talking about, which is one of the stops, was Santorini. So Santorini has so many beautiful things to see, and it's just a gorgeous place overall. Uh, there's just the water is gorgeous. There's so many things to do. And there's just so much to do in Santorini that I just think it's amazing. We actually went to a beautiful winery, not sponsored by them again, but it is called Santos, S-A-N-T-O-S, winery. And it is a great place. And as I already said, the water in Santorini is just gorgeous. Now, I just want to tell a story that happened to me when I was in Santorini. We were about, we were running the cruise to get back pretty, pretty tight. We had to get back in about, I would say 30 or 35 minutes or maybe a little longer, let's say an hour. Okay. And there was a line to take the gondola. Of course we took the gondola up, but the line to get on the gondola on the way down was at least three and a half hours. We did not have that time. So we had to resort to the second option, which was take down Thousands of stairs, thousands and thousands and thousands of stairs, not even kidding. And there was donkey poop all over. And there were just donkeys going up and down (laughs) those stairs, just donkeys walking up and down those stairs with us. And you can imagine my grandparents like, no, my parents, no, disgusting, all sweaty, over a hundred degrees, hot, walking down three thousands of stairs with donkeys pooping all over, (laughs) smelled pretty bad. But don't let that discourage you because unless you go there on a cruise, that won't be a problem. And even if you do go there on a cruise, still get out because it's gorgeous. And um, of course, you should probably take the gondola. Look, Look it up. I'm sure if you look up Santorini stairs to get to port, you will find it. It was it was a story that we will never forget, but moving on. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Well, David, the topic that I'm about to talk about is a little less gross and more relaxing for people who really like to lay back on their vacations. Hey, Santa Media. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a beautiful place, but that's all it like is. a miserable it, it, No, no, it, no, no. It, it's a Santorini is one of the prettiest places in the world, but that final hour stretch yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. So for a more kind of relaxing thing, Meteora is an incredible rock formation in central Greece. Though it is not hard to find, the views are unmatchable from anywhere else in the country. There is a monastery at the top of Meteora. So it is actually really, really interesting because this monastery is on the cliff side of it and it was very, very difficult to build for the architects. There was a set of super, super skilled, famous architects that actually built this. And it was so, so cool because of the specific type of architecture. I can't even tell you how amazing this thing looks. If y'all have Google open or Safari, whatever y'all use, you can just look it up and see for yourself. And it, I would even go as far as saying that it looks like it's going to fall off of the cliff because it looks so close. And it is, I, I can't even think about how there it's actually still a functioning monastery. Therefore, there are still nuns and priests and all of that in there. But it's also very popular among tourists. So the thing about this specific rock formation, Meteora, is it's actually pretty difficult to get to for tourists because you can either hike up there, rock climb up there, or there are some private tours that can take you up there as well. And it is a very, very gorgeous place to be because at the top of the rock formation, you can see a bunch of the hill country. You can see the mountains around you. And I'm pretty sure you can almost see Mount Olympus, which is actually what we're going to be talking about. Something I'm going to say later in the episode, Mount Olympus. But yeah, it is a gorgeous place. So David, what do you think about Meteora? Sounds so beautiful. It sounds like like tours, but it's also like cool how you can, like if you're a rock climber, how you can rock climb up there that is sounds awesome and I just think that's awesome um I would definitely probably take a tour if I were there now before I move on to my next part I'm actually going to be talking about Athens which is one of the biggest cities in Greece I just want to say that I looked up the Santorini stairs you got to look up Santorini donkey stairs and I wish <laughs> there was a way I wish there was a way to put this picture on zoom which there is but I'm not going to get into that but please look that up and Aaron when I talked about the stairs, that's definitely what we're going to put on our Instagram because that's going to get people to listen. And hey, if you're listening to this episode from our Instagram, thank you. But moving on. <laughs> oh my God, this is a pretty funny episode. Another amazing, great place to visit in Greece, if you are thinking about going or if you are going to go, is definitely Athens. Now, this was another stop of our vacation on our cruise. Um, and there's many, many things to do in Athens. Now, if you go to Athens... One of the things you have to do is go to the Acropolis. Now, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't too fun climbing up the stairs, different stairs than the one in Santorini, because clearly there's a lot of stairs in Greece, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. But it's not too fun climbing up the stairs. But believe me, when you are there, it, it's just there's so much history that it's even hard to take in at one time. And all, not only is there so much history in Athens, but there's also big malls where you find American companies, you know, Greek. Greece companies, Italian companies, all throughout the mall with many stores. Now, something else to note that is not just in Athens, it's in Greece, um, the entire country, but they have many, many good places to get it in Greece, is Greek yogurt. Now, don't think, oh, I've gotten Greek yogurt at my grocery store. Uh-uh, no. They do the yogurt, they put 
toppings like that even can be healthy like fruits and stuff on top of it and they add some honey drizzle and it is just the best thing ever so just in conclusion there's just so much to do in athens and greece just in the entire country and you will love it so please if you're considering going somewhere to europe or going out of town greece is definitely a place for you to consider going and if you're going to greece you should definitely go to athens Wow, David. Now, it's the actually Greek interesting. Yogurt sounds amazing, though. Yeah, um, the Greek yogurt. Aaron, let me tell you, it's it's amazing. Like, it's not even that bad for you, right? It's just like yogurt. They put some fruit on top, and they put honey. Best thing ever. And it's actually funny that you are actually going to talk about the Acropolis next. You're going to go into more detail than what I said. But, I mean, Acropolis is kind of just a big thing to do in Greece. So you kind of have to talk about it if you're going to do a podcast about Greece. Exactly. So the Acropolis, uh, the, I'm sorry, Acropolis is an old historic complex that is very popular among tourists due to beautiful architecture made of marble. You can also get private tours with a guide there. And the area is elevated and gorgeous. So as I said, you can get private tours there. I don't think there are public tours that you can take as well. But Private tours are definitely a great and amazing thing that you can look into. It also gives you a great sense of, you know, where you are and you really have somebody explaining to you what's all around you. And so I think if you did go to Greece and you did go to the Acropolis, I think you should definitely get a private tour or you should go with somebody who lives in Greece or knows a lot about history and a lot about the Acropolis itself. So another really, really, really cool thing about it is, as I said, it is super elevated and the views there are almost unmatchable from anywhere else in the country. And so then the views could actually only compare to Mount Olympus. So I promise you guys, I was going to talk about this as well. So Mount Olympus is also very popular for tourists. It is very fun and it is slightly challenging to hike, but for those who are experts, it's just super easy. It's like a walk around the neighborhood. So rock climbers can also enjoy the cliff side of Mount Olympus, which I am a rock climber myself, and I don't even think, looking at the pictures, I don't think I could even do it. It looks very challenging, but there's no disadvantage of trying. It looks very fun, and it can also make for a very interesting experience. So Mount Olympus is famous because the Greeks believed that their gods were on top of it, which I'm sure a lot of you knew, and it's just a great piece of Greek mythology that we've all known, whether you live in Italy, whether you live in the United States, Mexico, Canada, you, all, you most likely know that Mount Olympus is where the Greeks believed that their gods were on top of, and David, what do you think, comparing the Acropolis to Mount Olympus, what do you think would be better? They're so different because I'm assuming, I don't know this for a fact, I'm assuming Mount Olympus is higher, but the thing is when you're the Acropolis, you're there to see what's actually on top versus Mount Olympus. It's nothing special. It's just rock, but it's higher and probably more for the view and the like history as well as the Acropolis. So I don't know. To me, I've been to the Acropolis. I think personally, I think that's cooler, but that's just me. But I am looking up Mount Olympus right now. And the rock, um, excuse me, not the rock climb. The hike looks challenging, but it looks really fun. But the rock climb looks extremely hard. And if it was between the hike and the rock climb, I would probably choose a hike, would you? I mean, both of them sound very fun to me. If I really, if I was a skilled rock climber, like a very, very skilled 
experienced rock climber. I'm experienced, but I'm not like crazy experienced. But if I was, I would definitely easily choose the rock climbing part. But at the skill level that I'm currently at, assuming I don't have any special superhuman abilities, I think I would choose the hike. And also, in my opinion, although actually there's a, there's, it could be pretty similar in some situations and circumstances. When you're hiking up a, in a, like a mountain or a hill or like some type of large structure, it just kind of gives you, you appreciate the area more because you have a, more time to, you know, go up. Whereas if you're rock climbing, you go straight up. And so at the time it's more beautiful, but you don't really get to appreciate your scenery as much. David, what do you think you would choose? I agree. Um, but I, as I said, I probably would choose um, the hiking. But Aaron, I agree with you about the whole scenery thing and how when you're rock climbing, you're mostly focused on going up and not kind of looking around you. Um, But so I'm going to move on. Now, another amazing thing that we did while in Greece was an olive oil tasting. I don't know if I talked a little bit about this in past episodes, but I'm going to go into more detail right now. So we went to a very, very pretty olive oil factory. I wish I could remember the name, but I unfortunately can't in a kind of less populated area. It's imagine like a rural area of Greece. It wasn't really rural, but it was not urban. So we came from kind of like a populated area, but we kind of drove away from it. So not only did we see how this olive oil was made, not only did we also try it, but in my opinion, the coolest thing we did was we learned about how to taste olive oil. And one of the biggest things about that was there's actually tricks easy tricks that you can learn when you just taste random olive oil, whether that's at a restaurant, your school, fancy restaurant, doesn't matter, that you can actually tell the quality of the olive oil. But I'll explain a little bit about how, but if you actually want me to go into detail, which I'm not, that could be a whole separate episode. So what you have to do is you have to take the olive oil and put it in your mouth and you have to kind of do this kind of sound to get the oxygen in because the oxygen has to kind of get inside of the olive oil and then you let it go down your throat. And in general, the rule of thumb is the more bitter that you actually feel at the back of your throat, the higher quality the olive oil is. Um, As I said, that could be a whole separate episode because there's also a lot more ways, but that is my favorite. Um, So it's just an absolutely beautiful thing to do. And if you are in Greece, you have to do this. Believe me, the olive oil tasting is something I was most looking forward to, and it was incredible. Aaron, can you hear me okay? Because I just got a notification saying my internet is unstable. Yes, I, it did cut out for a few seconds, but I can hear you now. It cut out for like four, four seconds or something, but everything seems to be fine now. And for y'all listening right now, those are the disadvantages of recording your, our podcast episodes over Zoom. It's just oh. sometimes it's unreliable because internet really, it really depends on internet half the time. Oh, Aaron, and I'm thinking this weekend, if possible, we do it in person because I don't know how much longer I can take over Zoom. Yeah, me neither. We're going to have to try and see how that goes. But David, yeah, the olive oil that you mentioned and how like you can actually taste it. And I had no idea that the bitterness of olive oil actually, actually like takes its quality because it tells its quality. Yeah, it tells its quality. I'm sorry, because it is so, so incredible and interesting to me how olive oil has different types of qualities i mean when you really think of it it's just olives but when you also think about it wines like for example if we go on the 
lowest part of the spectrum of types of wine. You can get like Manischewitz and other types of wine like that. And then on like the higher spectrum, yeah, like house wines are also, but Manischewitz is just kind of like a sweeter type of wine. And then you can also get like some very fancy like Chardonnay and all of that. Um, You can get really nice champagne, which is just basically white sparkling wine in in other words, but generally types of things like that are more expensive and you can taste it directly, but you don't really have to like gargle it in the back of your throat to really tell. But that's really interesting to me because I had no idea you could tell the quality of olive oil just by gargling it in the back of your throat. Yeah. So it's kind of like letting it go to the back of your throat, not really gargling it per se, but um, it's, it's really, um, uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. You can tell. And really fast before we move on, in case it cut out, what I was saying is that um, it's just a beautiful thing to do. And if you're in Greece, you absolutely have to do it. I was looking forward to it. And after I did it, it was one of the best things about Greece, believe it or not. So definitely do that if you're in Greece. Um, Aaron, yeah. do you want to tell us about like a special lake that they actually have? In absolutely. Greece? Absolutely. So Lake Plastira is a gorgeous lake in the middle of a valley-like area. So the waters are blue and gorgeous and have beautiful greenery around it. Canoeing and kayaking are allowed and are popular on this lake. And the lake is man-made, which makes it very impressive and interesting. Greeks believe that it was that it was blessed with the beauty from the gods. So if you guys have time, you can look up Lake Plastira. And just from the pictures, you guys will tell that I'm not lying about how blue and gorgeous these waters are. And it just makes it so much more interesting how this giant landform could be man-made. And it is awesome because there's also some mountains around it that are covered with snow. And even though Mount Olympus is definitely, I think, either the tallest or one of the tallest mountains in Greece, there isn't snow on there just because of the location. But at Lake Plastira, it can get pretty cold during the winters. So the best time to go is summer. And if you do go to Greece, this is a must because the kayaking and the canoeing and the swimming there is just unbeatable. And there's so much to do. So David, I don't know if you looked it up or not oh, like Plastira. yes what do you think about like Plastira? i mean i didn't see enough pictures to really tell well i'm looking it up again but oh my gosh that it's just gorgeous and aaron you're right oh wow okay so number one what the main thing i'm noticing is that is insanely blue and the second thing i'm noticing is the fact that it's man-made as you said makes it just so much cooler and like that fact that you're swimming in something that was actually made versus not natural it's, yeah. it's just, it's it just, just insane. So right? interesting. And David, I know we have talked about olive oil. We even talked a little bit about wine and we've talked about the best locations and historical places in Greece, but what are some of the best things about Greece's food? Yeah. yeah. So Greece's food is a huge thing about Greece, Aaron. So like if you, and up for all of our listeners, if you go to Greece, there's going to be hundreds and thousands of places to try But if I were you, and this is what we did, definitely instead of going to the places where all the tourists go, and this is what we generally do from almost every place we go, you definitely ask the locals where they go, or at least ask them where the best places are. Now, this is what we did. We asked for good places, and we were not disappointed. The food was absolutely amazing, and I think it's one of the best things to do about going to Greece. Again, in conclusion, please make sure to do some research about where you're going to eat, excuse me, because it'll actually make a big difference, believe it or not. So definitely 
ask your tour guide or a local where they go or where the best restaurants are. Aaron, isn't that what y'all do too? Like, isn't it yes. better to go where the locals are? So I remember that we actually had this exact same conversation two, episode, two episodes ago in our episode, Best Things in London and Throughout England. And I talked about how whenever, when we went to London, we did the exact same thing. We found where the locals went. We talked to our tour guide. We found where she went. And it was really such an amazing experience because of all of the great local things that were around. Because if you're going to go to a place, for example, if you're going to go to a place like New York City and you're just going to go to like a McDonald's, well, there's a McDonald's anywhere else in the United States. Yeah, you know there's, there's Mickey not. D's. There's Mickey D's everywhere. <laughs> uh, family Guy reference right there. Family Guy. Best show ever. But yes, fam- Family Guy is amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the if you're going to be in- love adult animation (laughs) but if you're gonna be in like new york city or something like that and you you go to a mcdonald's or mickey d's as david said well there's no reason for you that's the only way to say it mickey d's (laughs) can't say anything else there's no reason for you to go to a mickey d's if there's Times square right around the corner where you have the m&m store where you have like the Hershey's store and you have a bunch of other great things that you can't get in other cities for example also I was in Atlanta and in Atlanta you can't get the Coca-Cola factory anywhere else in the United States yeah like why would you go to a Chick-fic or a Mickey D's when you could go to the (laughs) Coke factory or actually no 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 I don't know what I just said first of all obviously when I said Chick-fic I was referring to Chick-fil-a but I just realized Never mind. They actually have the biggest, I believe, the biggest Chick-fil-A in the world in Atlanta because I think that's actually like where they're based or something. So actually take that back. You should go to Chick-fil-A in Atlanta, but any other fast food place, you shouldn't go. Wow. Yeah. So I completely agree, but exactly. You're right, David, about the locals. You should always go where the locals go. And Finally, I'd just like to say, although this has been a funny episode and a couple of times, (laughs) we did get off topic a couple of times, um, but we're trying a new approach at our outlines. We're trying a new approach at our episodes and we're going to see what you guys like. So if you guys would like, you could give us some feedback on how you like this type of episode in comparison to our past few in our past season and this season. David, what do you think about how we're now doing it? Aaron, I I mean, when uh, I I prefer... Honestly, I think I prefer how it is now. It's a little more, we still have that structure. We still have that outline like we did before. So we still have that structure, but it's a little more kind of conversation. It can get a little funnier. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I just, especially that stare part with the donkeys pooping. Oh my God. <laughs> but Aaron, I mean, I just kind of loved how we were kind of laughing throughout the episode. I think that made uh-huh. it kind of more fun. What do you think? I completely agree. And finally, I'd just like to say to all of our listeners, thank you so, so much for listening. We'd also have a few, two important announcements. Number one, please check out our website at thetravelbrospodcast.com. We've spent a lot of time and effort on building our website, and we really would appreciate it if you guys showed some support and went to it. Again, thetravelbrospodcast.com. And then lastly, would you please follow our Instagram at the Travel Bros Official? And it would also really help us a lot because this is how our promotions and stuff is what helps us grow our podcast. And that's all we need from you guys. Thank you so much.
You can also support us at uh, patreon.com slash the travel bros podcast. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this was the travel bros. Bye.